Good morning and welcome to the ReLife Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Moore, here at ReLife Academy. For those of you who don't know, ReLife Academy is the first ever technology-based personal development platform. We target mental health and social adaptability. We do that by analyzing your unique environment, and then we engage you with personalized course content that builds on those areas of opportunity, all with the goal of developing a better you along the way. And as always, you can find out more by visiting relifeacademy.com today. Now, before we jump into today's topic, I want to talk with you guys about grass for a minute. And yeah, I'm talking about a yard. So personally speaking, I have this sort of love-hate relationship with the way that my yard looks, the quality of my grass, how straight the lines are, what way it's mowed. But I think more importantly, I spend a good deal of money and time making sure that it looks, number one, better than my neighbors, right? And number two, more importantly, it's something that I can be proud of. You know, there have been days I go out there with a tall glass of lemonade, maybe some sweet tea, just depends on the day. That's how we do in the South. And I just kind of sit back, I soak up the fresh air, and I like to admire my lawn. It's beautiful, it's green, it's vibrant, it's healthy, right? Well, that is until I look across the street and I see that beautiful edging that my neighbor has maybe on their property. I don't know how much they paid for it, but I know it looks fantastic. It's much more thick, much more vibrant than mine. So I try not to think about it. I put it off to the back of my mind. And then whenever my friends come over, or even worse, when my parents come by to say hi, they point out that my lawn is looking a little malnourished. Now, I don't know if any of you guys out there love your yard, but when you hear something like that, it really gets you feeling defeated. You know, I put all this effort, all this money, all this time into this to make it just the best that it can possibly be. What am I doing wrong? Well, you see, in a lot of cultures, there's this notion of keeping up with the Joneses. You guys may have heard that before. There's something kind of primal, right, almost, about knowing the amount of work and skill that you put into something could potentially be better than the offering that someone else has or something that they're capable of creating, right? We all want to be the best, and we want what we have to provide the most value to other people. But just like everything else that we have an opinion on, when someone else points out the flaws and what we took the time to accomplish, it feels very defeating. More importantly, it can feel like a personal attack. So do opinions matter? And more importantly, if they do, why do we let other people determine how much they matter? So today on episode nine of the ReLife podcast, we are going to be exploring the age old question, why do I care what other people think. Now, before we jump into this episode, you need to be fully aware there's going to be some truths that many of you are going to have trouble digesting, and that's okay. We're all human at the end of the day. So let's talk about why we're here right now. So back at the end of 2010, there was a study on social influence in the human brain. So they started with 28 healthy subjects and they had them submit a list of 20 songs that could be purchased from an online music store that they wanted, but they didn't currently own. Now, on the day of testing, each of those subjects rated each of the songs on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the highest desirability. They really love that song. Now, in addition to this, 
the participants were instructed to read the descriptions of two expert music reviewers and then rate each of those reviewers on a scale of one to seven on how much they would trust that reviewer to pick a song that they would like. Excellent. So we have 28 participants who are rating their songs on a scale from one to 10. And then we have a group of review experts whose trustworthiness and expertise is being rated on a scale of one to seven by those participants. Good. We're all on the same page. So these results were fascinating. You see, they gathered all 28 subjects and their personal scores for those songs. Then they showed half of the subjects the reviewer's score. And when placed under an fMRI, subjects who had the same score as the reviewer showed a bold network of activity in the left ventral striatum. Okay, now this is a part of the brain that's activated when we do or anticipate something that we know is going to be pleasurable. This is a dopamine central, essentially. So what did we learn from this? Well, that's a great question. Through the course of the study, the researchers were investigating what happens in our brain when we agree with others about the value of an object and whether or not there's evidence, at least at the neural level, for social conformity through which we change the value we place on objects or ideas. So in simple terms, they wanted to understand how our perception of value changes based on the opinions of other people. So do they? Well, when it comes to our peers, maybe not as much as you might think with a caveat. You see, according to the study, when peers reviewed the same material and gave unfavorable ratings, that same activity in the left ventral striatum slowed to a really dull roar right? It nearly shut down. However, however, when those same groups of peers had the same score as the subject, there was even more activity than when the experts gave their review. This suggested that the opinions we have, which are influenced at a lower level of authority, so by our peer group, could contribute to rapid learning and the swift spread of values throughout a population. You are the product of your social group. There's nothing people love more than living inside an echo chamber that reinforces their worldview. We all enjoy validation. We all like knowing that we are valued, that our ideas are valued. The problem is we know that by not considering different points of views or different opinions, we don't grow as a society or even as people. We stay rooted in our own ideas of how the world should be, the way people should act, the way we deserve to be treated. The good news is that we can choose to break that cycle at any time. So what about you? How many times have you been stuck inside your own world? Let me ask you this. How many times have you believed that you were right and that everyone else just needs to get with the program? Maybe your opinion means so much to you that you want others to feel the gravity of that emotion. Whatever the reason, you're not alone in being this way. The good news is that this is something we address every day at Relife Academy. We have thousands of people just like you who have spent their whole lives working to earn that validation from the people around them. Sometimes you just need a sounding board. Listen, our certified life coaches are the absolute best sounding board you could possibly ask for. They're unbiased. These people are strategic. They're empathetic. And overall, they're just really great people. So do yourself a favor. Head over to relifeacademy.com today. Sign up for the intake assessment. 
It costs you absolutely nothing. And within 24 hours, our team of administrators are going to provide you with an overview of all of your areas of opportunity. They're going to assign you a relife coach who's going to help you with the next steps toward being the per- best version of yourself possible. And on top of that, you have an actionable game plan. Listen, you are capable of incredible change, but as we always say, it has to start with you. My name's Marcus, and I want to thank you for taking the time to join me this morning on the Relife Podcast. Until next time.